Today's podcast is absolutely amazing. It brings together Judas, Anne Lamont, Jesus, Bob Dylan, Barbara Brown Taylor, Andrew Lloyd Webber, and many, many more, all in a single episode. No, 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 Okay, evidently there aren't many, many more. I just got excited. That's about it. No, wait. I introduce you to my friend Richard. That's another one. And he, in turn, introduces me to Andrew, the composer, not the disciple. Also, we zip back to 1964, listen to some music, and then I open the debate on how important it is to understand the words of a song, or not, all on the way to answering the question, is God on your side? Welcome to the Sky Pilot Podcast that explores questions of faith, spirituality, and religion. I'm Dan Matthews, and I don't have all the answers, but I do enjoy the questions. Welcome to the podcast where every question is an invitation into a spiritual quest, and you're invited along for the journey. All right, I was reading through something on the internet recently, and I ran across an article entitled something like, 10 Things You Didn't Know About Andrew Lloyd Webber's Jesus Christ Superstar. Now, just a little background for you. When I was younger, due to his brother dealing with a protracted illness, my best friend Richard came to live with us for a while. And interestingly, it was Richard who introduced me to Jesus Christ Superstar. Evidently, it was an album that my family already owned, but Richard was the one who found it, pulled it out, and started playing it, listening to it a lot. He'd probably listened to it many times before I was introduced to it, and Richard and I then sat there through many, many, many more listenings, far more than either one of us could count. First of all, if you've never heard it, it's really amazing and captivating music, but more importantly, it was the first experience I'd had that really opened up the stories of the Bible for me. As Richard and I sat there and sang along with Judas, Pilate, Jesus, Mary, Herod, and the disciples, I was swept up in their stories. Now, I didn't think that this rock opera was exactly right and accurate as to the story and every single detail, but I will tell you what it did for me. What it did was flesh out for me that the stories in the Bible weren't fables. They were real stories about real people. Now, I knew that cognitively, but this, this piece of music brought home for me that these people were wrestling with real-life issues during the story. I was absolutely captivated by the inner turmoil and motivation of every single person in Jesus Christ Superstar. It was the first time that I'd ever considered that Jesus had feelings, hopes, and disappointments as his remarkable life story unfolded. There are those who have argued that Jesus Christ Superstar is really the story of Judas. He's actually the star of the show. I'm not sure that's entirely fair, but I will say it is not wholly wrong either. His character is so captivating because his story is compelling, not in the way that you want to be Judas or that it turns him into a hero, but that you understand how he is such a tragically mistaken and flawed character in a way that you kind of see yourself potentially making the same choices he did. So as I stumbled upon this article I was telling you about, 10 Things You Didn't Know About This Musical, I had to read it, and so I did. And there was one fact that genuinely surprised me. Here it is. The idea for the musical was based on a single line from a song by Bob Dylan. 
1964, Dylan released the album, The Times They Are A-Changin', and the third track on that album was entitled, With God On Our Side. Now, as I understand it, there were nine original verses. Dylan later included another verse, wrote another verse much later to bring the total to 10. The eighth verse of the song goes like this. And since Dylan is not always easy to understand, I will read you the verse first, and then I'll play it for you. Through many a dark hour, I've been thinking about this, that Jesus Christ was betrayed by a kiss. But I can't think for you. You'll have to decide whether Judas Iscariot had God on his side. And now I'll play the clip of that by Bob Dylan himself. Jesus Christ was betrayed by a king, but I can't think for you. You'll have to decide. And it is a sky and The idea for the entire musical, the rock opera, Jesus Christ Superstar, was sparked by just the last two lines of that verse, whether Judas Iscariot had God on his side. Now, this, of course, got me interested in going back and paying more attention to the rest of the song. Now, this may be a song that I should have known well before I stumbled upon it in this roundabout way. And I can only really say, and for some of you, this may be musical sacrilege, I don't really care for Bob Dylan. I mean, I love some of his songs when other people sing them. So I'm not a person who has, as many people have, done a deep dive into the music of Dylan because I, well, all right, here it goes. Quite frankly, I find his musical delivery style to be grating to me. Now, it says something about me and the world around me that I'm more nervous about saying what I just told you, that I'm not really a Dylan fan. I'm more nervous about that than saying something controversial about Jesus because, because, well, in the end, Jesus will forgive me and Dylan fans, not so much. Anyway, back to the song. So having worked my way to this song to look at the words that inspired one of my favorite musicals of all time, I decided to take a look at the rest of the song. And the song is simply, as every song is, a series of verses. These verses, with the exception of the Judas verse, each verse tells a piece of American history through time, and each verse expresses a profound belief that underpins, potentially, all of American history. And so it consequently ends every single verse. It is that God is and was on our side through everything. So I'm going to let you share in here the first two verses. Now, whether or not you're a huge Dylan fan, I hope you will agree that he's often difficult to understand. I mean, in the first clip I played by him, his pronunciation of Judas Iscariot was absolutely unrecognizable, even when I knew what name he was supposed to be saying. 
So I'm going to use someone else's version of this song, not because he sang it better, but because this person sang it, well, more intelligibly. When I play musical clips on this, I will occasionally have people tell me that they're listening on their phone speaker and so they miss the words. So I'm going to give them to you before we listen. Here are the first two verses of the song. Oh, my name, it ain't nothing. My age, it means less. The country I come from is called the Midwest. I was taught and brought up there, the laws to abide, and that the land that I live in has God on its side. Oh, the history books tell it. They tell it so well. The cavalry's charged. The Indians fell. The cavalry's charged. The Indians died. Oh, the country was young with God on its side. Now I'll let you listen to a version by Ken Middleton, who has a YouTube channel, and he sang this on his YouTube channel. It is nothing My age, it means less The country I come from Is called the Midwest I was taught and brought up there Let me be clear about this song. The song doesn't imply that Judas had God on his side. It wonders if Judas believed that he had God on his side. The song doesn't say that our country has God on its side. It simply points to the reality that many of our decisions are based on a notion that, in essence, we can do no wrong because we believe that we have God on our side. I'm reminded of the words of the author Anne Lamott. She says, The opposite of faith is not doubt, but certainty. Certainty is missing the point entirely. There's a lot of religious certainty being preached and proclaimed in the world today. And whenever you hear someone speak on behalf of Jesus, the Bible or any faith for that matter, and the person speaks as if there can be no more debating the question that it is absolutely 
then and there the time to start looking hard at what they are saying. And then ask questions. A lot of questions. Because we should never attempt to put God in a box. Because God, when we do, God always will break out in surprising ways and always, always winds up trampling all over our certainty. I'll leave you with the words of Barbara Brown Taylor. The words are powerful and true. They speak not of certainty, but they beg the reader to ask questions. Jesus was not killed by atheism and anarchy. He was brought down by law and order allied with religion, which is always a deadly mix. Beware of those who claim to know the mind of God and who are prepared to use force, if necessary, to make others conform. Beware those who cannot tell God's will from their own. That's all for today. Be sure to check and see if you've subscribed to this podcast so you can get notified of future episodes. Also, you can find me on Facebook and YouTube. Just search for SkyPilot FaithQuest. And on your spiritual journey, may you ask questions, seek answers, and boldly go wherever the quest takes you. Thanks for listening to SkyPilot FaithQuest. I invite you to send me a question or leave a review. And remember, the sign of a strong faith, solid religion, or healthy spiritual journey is not certainty, but that you keep asking questions.